Life Audio. Hey friends, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compare Do Show today. Today, we are continuing our series on exercise, and I'm going to address something that many of you have said to me. And that is, I'm not necessarily looking to have the body of a model. I just want to be fit. I just want to feel fit. I just want my body to change so I can be fit. And I think that's a good desire, but I want to dig into it a little deeper so we can fully understand all that's going on there. What does it even mean to be fit? Whose standard of fitness are we using when we use that terminology? And is there more to it than that? That's where we're going today. Today's episode is sponsored by Classical Conversations. Yes, Classical Conversations is a homeschool program that my family has used for 10 years now. If you're interested in homeschooling, Classical Conversations is a program that equips parents with a proven curriculum and support from a local community of homeschool families, all walking the same path together. You're their first teacher, so be their best teacher. Learn how to make homeschooling doable for your family at classicalconversations.com backslash compared to who. That's classicalconversations.com backslash compared to who. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Well, hey there. Today we are continuing our series on exercise and today we're going to talk more specifically about fitness. What does it mean to be fit? What kind of desire is it when we want to be fit? Is it possible to ever feel fit enough? We're going to talk about all those things today. So I'm really glad you're here. I want to let you know if you are listening, the weekend of release, The Burden of Better, How a Comparison-Free Life Leads to Joy, Peace, and Rest, my book on comparison. It's really my favorite book, but most people have read Compared to Who and not that one. <laughs> but I think The Burden of Better is a better book, irony intended. Uh, but it's on sale on Kindle this week for only 99 cents. So I think it's going to end either Sunday or Monday, uh, like the 14th or 15th. So go grab a copy of that if you haven't yet. Also, coaching is open. I've got space for like maybe one or two more clients. So if summer is a less busy time for you, and maybe this summer you really want to dig in to this body image stuff that has held you bondage for a long time, let's talk. Get on my calendar. You can grab a free 10-minute call, and we can talk about whether or not coaching is right for you. So my friend Tara, who runs our Body Image Help for Christian Women group on Facebook, you should go join that group too, Body Image Help for Christian Women. You can just put it in your search bar and you'll find it. She ran a little poll this week. 
asking about your relationship with exercise, whether or not your relationship with exercise was kind of on the unhealthy side, maybe exercise bulimia, where you're trying to burn off more than you ate. Uh, Maybe exercise is an idol for you. It's your top priority. Maybe your exercise motivation is to change how you look. Maybe you're a slave to exercise or exercise has become your identity. She gave you all these options and and it's been interesting to kind of see. It seems like most, are, it's not a huge sample the poll isn't, so I don't know how accurate it is. I don't even know how many of you saw it. Thank you, Facebook. But it seemed like most of you are stuck with exercise motivation. That's where your challenge may be. And like, why should I exercise? Am I only exercising to change my body? And that's what we're going to kind of challenge and talk about today. So let's dig into it. So First of all, last time, I hope you listened to the last episode, we talked about 1 Timothy 4.8, where Paul is writing a letter to Timothy, and he's explaining how physical fitness is of some earthly good, and how spiritual fitness is even more important because it's good for this life and the life to come. And so today, I wanted just to dig into this concept of fitness. Now, first, I want to start off by acknowledging that for some, maybe you're listening today, physical fitness may never be a reality. And that might not have anything to do with your weight, but I'm thinking of my friends who have had health issues of every kind, whether it was an injury or battle with cancer. Maybe there are some seasons for all of us where physical fitness just isn't a reality. You're injured. You have a CrossFit injury even, and you have to sit it out for three months or six months for your body to heal. So recognize that fitness is always a gift. No matter what level of fitness we are at, our ability to pursue fitness is a gift that we should be grateful for. And I pray that those of us who are free to pursue fitness can have some level of empathy and understanding for those who don't in our gratitude for what we have and understanding that it's not a guarantee. We're not guaranteed to have the same level of fitness tomorrow. I pray that we can really be genuine and non-judgmental in our approach to looking at others and understanding others who may not have the same level of fitness that we have. So what does it mean to be fit? So I decided, okay, I'm just going to look this up. Well, here's the definition. Physical fitness is one's ability to execute daily activities with optimal performance, endurance, and strength with the management of disease, fatigue, stress, and reduced sedentary behavior. Okay, so that's that's a lot of responsibility around our physical fitness. Uh, but, but the bottom line here is really fitness is... Our ability to do what we need to do in life without it hurting too much. <laughs> that's, that's probably the best layman's definition there is. But what's interesting is we can't confuse the term fitness with the term health. The reason for that is, I mean, health is so much more than just our physical bodies, as we've talked about before on the show. Health is about our mental health, our spiritual health, more than just our physical health. But there are all these studies out there, as I was researching this, that show how athletes are fit 
but unhealthy. And here's just, I'm just going to rattle through this table that was in one of these studies that talks about all of the different health obstacles that very fit athletes have. So here's just some of them. Physical. They have um, muscle soreness, stiffness, fatigue, general persistent fatigue, uh, bradycardia and altered heart rate variability, autotomic imbalance, including cardiac, disease conditions like asthma, thyroid, adrenal disease, diabetes, iron deficiency with or without anemia, celiac, hypertension, which is high blood pressure. Like what? Athletes have high blood pressure? A biochemical, they have excessive oxidative stress and damage, and their increased susceptibility to viral, bacterial, and other infections. They have inflammation, malnutrition, hormone imbalance, reduced muscle glycogen levels, and then mental emotional they can have disordered eating, which some of my friends who were athletes, you get this. You're like, yes, I was an athlete and I was a disordered eater. Um, depression, insomnia, disrupted mood behavior, loss of motivation, anxiety, reduced mental concentration. So y'all, this is a table of things that were observed when this certain study was looking at these athletes, these super fit athletes and, and recognizing that, wait a second here. The metrics for fitness are different than the metrics for health. So as we start up today, I just want to make sure that we're clear, right? Being fit is not the same as being healthy. Fitness is about your body, when we're talking about physical fitness, and it's about your cardiorespiratory fitness, your muscular strength, muscular endurance, your body composition, which is really just the percentage of fat to muscle to water to your bone composition, and then your flexibility. We're going to go a little deeper as to what this means for you as a Jesus follower right after this break. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. So we come back around to if being fit doesn't equal being healthy, why should we pursue being fit? And I think that takes us right back to that first Timothy scripture, right? Because physical fitness is good for us in this world, although spiritual fitness is better. There's a certain advantage to being able to walk around an amusement park with your kids without feeling winded. Or I don't know when, when my family would go to the beach every summer and we didn't have this cute, fancy wagon. Like everyone hauled their own chair and we had coolers and we had towels and I don't even know what else, bags of suntan lotion. We had all the things. 
And I remember feeling like it was just a whole lot of work. We had, I lived on the East Coast and you have to make it over the sand dunes. So you had to like basically climb the hill with all this stuff and then go back down the hill with the stuff and then walk a certain amount of distance until you find a patch of beach that had enough space for it to set up for the day. And it was a little bit of a test of physical fitness. There are lots of reasons why we would want to be fit, but my encouragement to you today is twofold. First, do not confuse being fit with being healthy. And y'all, this is my story, right? I was a fitness instructor for a number of years. I became a fitness instructor because I thought it would cure my body image issues. I thought if I could prove myself in that arena that I wouldn't struggle with body image anymore. And I remember distinctly standing in front of that first aerobics class I taught. It was a kickboxing class. And I remember looking at all the other women in the room thinking, oh, she's got better legs than I do. Oh, she's got a better high kick than I do. Oh, she's uh, in better shape than I am. She's more conditioned than I am. She's a lot fitter than I am. She looks better than I am. Like, I went through the whole room and was doing that the whole time I was teaching. And I know for a fact, even though I was somewhat conditioned enough to teach that class, my level of fitness was good enough to teach that class. My level of health was not, right? Because I just exposed to you my, my mental health struggle, right? But I also wasn't eating enough. And there were many times when I would be teaching where I would completely blank out. Like my body was still going, but I didn't, I was doing low carb or not eating sugar or something like that. And I didn't have enough glucose to make my brain work. And so I'd be teaching a combo or it's like jab, hook up, you know, and you do it all on the right side. And maybe there's like 16 pieces to this combo. You teach it little by little, like four count by four count. And then you have to switch and do it all on the left. And you guys, I couldn't even remember. I was, you know, trying to play it off like, oh, haha, was it jab hook? You know, and, and I had a couple regulars that would be like, yeah, it's jab hook up, up, up or whatever. But it was a scary thing to just completely blank out and have no idea, no like ability to make my brain work to remember. So during that season, I was fit, but I wasn't healthy. And as I've talked to many of you, some of my coaching clients and those of you I've emailed, corresponded with, it feels like this, there's this pressure and it comes from culture. It comes from the diet culture around us. There's this pressure, like you have to be fit. That's what it means to be healthy is to be fit. And I want to just break that down today. That's not actually true. You can be fit to do what you need to do every day in a variety of sizes of bodies, right? It's not about looking like a fitness influencer. That's not really what fitness is. And like I said, if we go deeper, for a lot of those fitness influencers and maybe even for athletes you've watched or you know, their fitness does not necessarily connect to their health. And I wanna take this one other place before we kind of just get real practical today. And that place is, and I'm going to call it the fallacy of feeling fit enough. 
And some of you are going to be able to relate to this, but I can tell you, even as a fitness instructor, even candidly after I had been teaching for years and, and seasons of teaching two classes a day, one before work, because I had a day job and one after work, I never reached a place where I could tell you or would have said I'm fit. I would not have told you I was fit enough. There is a fallacy of feeling fit enough and fitness or our level of fitness can so easily become an idol, right? We decide, okay, I'm just going to start working out a little bit and we reach a level like, okay, great. Now I can do, you know, I don't know. I can do, do 10 pushups and I can run a mile like, yay, like I'm better than I was. Great. But very infrequently, in fitness especially, it just kind of drives us, right? We don't stay there, right? You don't stay where it's like, okay, my body can do 10 push-ups and run a mile. Like, I'm good with that. We're just going to keep doing that forever. No, you keep pressing forward, which is, I think, a healthy thing to some degree. But it's so easy to cross that line into idolatry where it's never enough. And I talk to CrossFitters who are still trying to meet goals. Even, you know, they, their first goal was, oh, maybe if I can just do like 10 pull-ups. And pull-ups are hard. I can't, I can't do 10 pull-ups. And then it's like, okay, well, I got to be able to do 20 pull-ups. Or, you know, I got to beat my personal record in this uh, like activity. I've got to keep doing better, keep doing better, keep doing better. And it comes to a place where it's never enough. And it's no longer that we are trying to be fit for whatever we need to be fit for during our day. We are being fit for the reason of, I don't know, maybe being fitter than someone else or trying to beat someone else's personal record or trying to beat our own personal record, right? It can be a completely individual thing. But it kind of becomes this loop we get trapped in where it's like, I have to keep going better, harder, stronger, better, harder, stronger. And a lot of times what results in that is injury, right? We stop listening to our bodies and really we start listening to this drive inside of us, which I think is a little bit of idolatry, idolatry ran, where we've got to do better, got to do more, got to, you know, and, and then comparison sneaks in there and keeps us striving and driving. And it just gets so far away from the actual goal of why we need to be fit. So let's talk about what the Bible has to say about this, right? So we looked at 1 Timothy 4, 8, physical fitness is of some earthly good. But I wonder if scripture's recommendation isn't really broader than the word fitness, If the word we really need to be using isn't readiness, and the Bible has a lot to say about readiness, right? So as you think about like, what are we called to do as Christians? Like, what's my purpose? And I think, I think this is, this is something we just confuse so frequently, right? Like, especially those of us with body image issues, we get so caught up in our purpose is if we could just fix our bodies, it would fix our identities and it would fix how we feel in this life. And our purpose kind of becomes fixing our bodies. Like if we're honest, like I wouldn't have told you that probably when I was in the middle of my body image struggle, I would not have said my purpose is to fix my body. That was a very secret purpose I had. No one knew it. But deep down, that was what drove me. I needed to fix my body and then everything else. (laughs) I could pursue everything else, right? But our real purpose, if you're a believer in Jesus, a follower of Jesus, our real purpose on this earth is to serve him, 
to worship him, to love him, to love others, to use the spiritual gifts he's given us, to follow the call, his call on our lives, to do things for him, to serve him. And so when we think about being fit, we need our physical bodies to serve the Lord, right? Like we don't really have any other choice. It's hard to serve him without using your body. I mean, even right now as I'm recording this podcast for you, okay, I am sitting still, but I am still using my vocal cords, my voice, my brain. I'm using my body to talk to you today, right? It's impossible to serve without using your bodies. So what does it mean to have our bodies be fit to serve? And I think that completely reframes the way we think about fitness, right? So what does my body need to be able to do? Well, my body needs to be able to, for me, I'm a mom. My body needs to be able to get up and get around and take care of things to take care of my children. Maybe you're not a parent, but maybe you've got a job. Okay, you've got to get up and get your job. And, you know, especially some of your busier jobs where you're up and around all day, my teachers, my nurses, my medical professionals, my doctors, like you guys are, are moving all the time, right? You have to be fit to a certain level in order to be able to maintain the pace of what your life and your work asks of you. But we think about what we're commanded to as Christians, I think it takes the level just kind of one step further, right? What does it mean to be fit enough to love my neighbor, right? Does that mean I have to have a little bit of extra endurance when I get home at the end of the day or at the end of the week so I can, you know, go outside and pursue relationship with them because otherwise I'm just exhausted and I can't move? Maybe, maybe that's what it means. And so then the question becomes, what does it require of you to maintain a level of fitness that allows you to do that? And that's an individual question. I can't answer that for you, right? But does that mean that you have to start taking a walk every day to kind of gradually build your endurance? Does that mean you need to be doing some sort of other exercise to strengthen your muscles or move your muscles in a certain way so you don't, you know, they say move it or lose it, right? Where as we age, you know, if you don't have to go upstairs anymore, as you age, then suddenly you hit a flight of stairs and it's much harder deal if you haven't been walking upstairs for, you know, three or four years when you hit a flight of stairs, that's a difficult thing for your body to readjust to. So what does it mean for you personally to be fit for what God has called you to do? Now, there is no shame or condemnation coming for me today. So I pray that you hear that, right? But some of you, my friends may need to get moving a little bit more. And, and I want you to free yourself from the pressure. You're not moving so you will someday look like a fitness influencer. You are not moving to prove anything fitness-wise to anyone. In fact, I, I think maybe if fitness is a word like exercise that triggers you, I want you to just change it. You are moving for readiness. You are moving. So if you're called upon to serve, you are physically ready to serve and do whatever the Lord asks of you. Now, my other friends, <laughs> there may, may be more in my crowd of this, this kind. 
some of you are pursuing fitness as an idol. And so today I'm just going to ask you, like, what does it look like to lay down that idol? What does it look like to reframe fitness for you? Not as a way to prove yourself to the world or to the people at your gym, not as a way to even prove yourself to yourself, but what does it look like to be fit in a healthy way to not sacrifice your health for the sake of fitness? And, and for some of you, that's going to be around injury, right? To not push yourself to like lift that next higher bar because you know you're going to get a hurt if you do it. Or, you know, so many, I was talking to a client recently, it was, we were just kind of joking about like how hard some workouts are. And I, I do some online workouts and I actually had to stop doing the women instructors workouts and start doing the men instructors uh, strength workouts because the women were far too complicated. And I would end up hurting my knee or hurting my ankle. I would hurt myself trying to do what these women, these 25 year old women were like, you know, lift this and move this and all at the same time. Whereas the men were just like, stand still and squat and then lift it over your heads. Like I could handle that. And so I've had to recognize for myself that it's not wise for me to pursue fitness in this risky way, because then I'm going to be laid up for a couple of weeks. So ask yourself today, how is my relationship with fitness? What am I trying to be fit for? And just open your hands with this issue to God and say, God, show me. Is it that I need more movement in my life? Or is that the ways I'm moving may not actually be healthy for me? Ask him and I know he'll be faithful to tell you. But let's not forget, readiness, being fit to serve is not just about your physical body. So I want to ask you right now, are you spiritually fit to serve? Are you ready to, as scripture tells us, to give an answer for the hope that's inside you? Are you ready for the day of the Lord's return? Like Matthew 24, 42 says, are you ready that when someone asks you about your hope, you're ready to respond to them? Like first Peter 3, 15 and 16 says, are you ready Because if you're just pursuing fitness so you can look a certain way or feel a certain way or have people think about you a certain way, my friend, you've missed the point of readiness. Are you ready to share the good news? Are you ready to tell people about Jesus? Are you ready to let your body be the ambassador for what he has done in and through you? Friend, again, no condemnation or shame here today, but ask him, are you ready? And if you're not ready, what can you do to be ready? Are you spending time in the word? Are you spending time worshiping him, listening to worship songs that encourage your heart and take your eyes off your body and put your eyes on God? Pursuing fitness is not a bad thing. It's not an evil thing right? But pursuing our own vain interests and forgetting what on earth we're here for and who we're really supposed to be fit to serve. Friend, that's a trap and I don't want to see you fall in it. I hope today's been encouraging for you, no matter what fitness level you're at. I hope you've been encouraged. Next time, we're going to finish the series with a conversation around exercise and how it 
doesn't work in the same way for all people. It's going to be a little technical, but I think you're going to really find it eye-opening. I, I did when I saw the study. I was like, what? I've never heard this before in all of my years working in fitness. So I hope that's interesting and informative and maybe helpful um, to you too if you felt shame around exercise not working for you in the same way it worked for other people. I hope that takes some of that pressure and shame away. But I thank you for listening. Hey, if you need to work through these things with someone, I'm here for you. Reach out. Go to compareto.me or now my new site is improvebodyimage.com. You can go to either place and figure out how, just find the link, coaching link, and you can just grab a 10-minute call with me. I'd love to walk this journey with you. Thanks for listening. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. And oh, hey, compared to is part of the lifeaudio.com family of podcasts. Hey, go check out lifeaudio.com for lots of great podcasts. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.